There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Have you heard this expression before? Honestly, it's quite new for me because I'm still learning English. Uh, even I've been here for six years. I started when I was six years old, so I've been studying English for 25 years. Uh, I'm still learning stuff. This is new, and it really fits today's gospel. Let me explain. In today's second reading, we have Paul who reminds us that when we become believers in Christ, so when we become Christians, we can no longer live in the same way. It's not possible. It's not, okay? You have to change. So in today's gospel, we see Jesus extending uh, that invitation to the crowds for whom he had just multiplied the loaves and, and fishes Yet they were still seeking a sign like the, the one recalled in today's, uh, today's first reading. So now it's the time, it was the time for the disciples in today's gospel to really leave the first reading attitude behind and believe in him, okay? We can become like the Israelites in today's first reading, be like the, the people in today's uh, gospel, and so we need to really, we need to change. So people in today's gospel are really far, far from uh, what Jesus wants them to find out. It takes us again to the first reading, the Israelites. They wanted just their bellies filled. And they complained, but, uh, and they even were willing to, to return to slavery, to Egypt, right? just to have a, a full stomach. So they are really still far from today's gospel, really. A people who need signs just to keep going at all. And of course, don't get me wrong, signs, uh, signs are great, but signs don't last forever and they are not meant to be forever. They are just signs. So the people who sought Jesus still want nothing more than just a full stomach. So they don't get the message. But our Lord, of course, is trying to help them to understand and to see that the sign is in front of them. Jesus himself. It's, he's standing in front of them. The point is the same, to have life, because Honestly, we eat food just to survive. That's the main point, right? Now, okay, we can go to many restaurants and we can, uh, we can prepare food in many, many, many ways to enjoy. But the main essence of food, of eating, is just to survive. So, regular bread gives you survival, I mean, you can survive uh, now, uh, by not eating or fasting uh, for a month, even longer. It's possible. But the goal is that you will die if you don't eat. So having eternal bread, the bread of life, which is Jesus, is of course about life, but not this one, but eternal life. So this is what Jesus is trying to, to explain to the people. 
he says that the full stomach, it's, it's okay, but where are the people from the first reading today who are with Moses? They are dead. They are not here. So you cannot live forever by just eating regular bread. And of course, Jesus was speaking not just uh, metaphorically about uh, bread as a bread of life. No, really, I am the bread of life. This is what he says uh, to the people. Every time we receive the Eucharist here, we know that he is the bread of life. And we know even that one day we will never need to fear to die of hunger or anything else ever again because this bread gives eternal life. Like the Israelites in the first reading, uh, the people were still seeking signs, but now the moment had come for faith, for faith. The faith that leads to no longer living as a Gentiles, that's what Paul, uh, Saint Paul says. You have to leave your former way of life and start doing something differently. So first, let's start with our faith. So it's not, life is not just about food and, and other concerns of this life, but it's about seeing a bigger picture. But this life is just a pilgrimage toward eternal life, which is the goal. So we need both, I would say, uh, type of foods, of food, uh, which means regular bread or just food and eternal bread, which is Jesus. Of course, the Israelites who grumbled in the desert in the first reading didn't make it to the promised land. You know why? Jesus got upset. God got upset. God the Father. Well, it was, he was like, guys, you don't believe in what I do. You always need signs. What can I do? You know what? You will not enter the promised land. Even Moses didn't make it. He was just given the, uh, a beautiful view of the promised land. But that's it. He didn't make it. Now Jesus is the new Moses who takes people to the promised land, which is heaven. And he's trying to really help them. <laughs> just believe. Just believe. So there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. The Eucharist is not free. This expression, uh, it's unknown actually who first came out with, with this expression. But the free lunch uh, used to refer originally to the practice in American saloons uh, for, uh, of the 19th century. Offering free, often salty lunch, okay? So then when you eat this lunch, you want to drink. You need to buy beer, maybe wine. Okay, that was the point. Free lunch was just encouragement uh, to buy drinks. This principle, of course, goes way beyond the 19th century. And it can be even found now in today's world. Just an example. If you go to any movie theater, uh, usually the tickets are less uh, expensive than popcorn and Coke. Okay, I go to AMC quite often just to watch the movies, but uh, 
Just an example, popcorn, it's $9, large packet. Coke, $7. So combined, it's already 16. Uh, the cheapest ticket is like 13 bucks. Okay. Cheap tickets are there just to help you out to buy popcorn. <laughs> what, I, what I encourage you to always go to the movie theaters, but do not be hungry when you go there. <laughs> so you won't buy food. The same rule goes when you uh, go do some groceries. Never go do groceries when you are hungry. Never, ever. Plus, have the list what you want to buy. That, that's, that's really, it's there, because even if you go to the, any, any supermarket, I don't know, King Supers, let's say, you want to buy a milk, milk is always on the back of the, of the store, always. The basic necessities are always hidden somewhere there. You have to go through the aisle of candies, and then, you know, chips, and maybe, I don't know, some pasta. Finally, milk is somewhere there, somewhere there. Even yesterday, I was reading some good article about how uh, the stores are making you to buy more stuff, but you don't need. Especially when you go shopping with your kids. When you go through the cereal aisle, the best cereal with cartoon characters are on an eye level of the kids. Just go and see the next time. So the cartoon characters are, are watching your kids, and usually their eyes are pointing on this level. So then you cannot resist your children. You have to buy. How about a casino where the food and drinks are cheap, right? Or, or free as long as you keep gambling. I went to Vegas a couple of years ago just, of course, to see. I didn't gamble. <laughs> a city is called a Sin City. I was like, I'm going to be a priest. I need to see the Sin City. <laughs> so. The friend of mine was gambling. I was just sitting next to him and the waiter came and she said, something to drink, guys? I'm like, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Because I thought it's, it's gonna cost a lot, you know, it's casino. And my friend said, you know, I can have a beer. So she brought a beer uh, five minutes later. He gave her a, a tip. I'm like, you didn't pay like, there was no like, price tag? No, it's actually free. Oh, really? So the next time I got the beer. <laughs> if a free lunch is the lure to get you to buy something else, it is not also not free because it costs somebody something. Nothing is free in this world. Nothing. They're providing the, the lunch for free in the hope of getting something else. Okay? Yes. Cheap tickets at AMC, so you can buy more popcorn, which you don't need because it's not needed really. More cereal on the way to buy milk. Actually, it fits, cereal and milk. More beer at the casino. So when you get tipsy, you are willing to spend more money. It's like never-ending circle. The Eucharist isn't, isn't a free lunch either. It's not free. Our Lord offers it, so now would be branch actually, 
he offers the Eucharist himself and he, he expects you to believe in this, okay? So he, ex, he is expecting our faith and holiness. And he also, by the way, pays for it. So you don't pay really, but he pays on the cross. So the Eucharist is not free. Whenever we receive Holy Communion, uh, we hear the body of Christ, and you respond amen or amen, whatever works for you, without sometimes even thinking uh, much uh, about how incredible it is, it is, but we are receiving God into our hearts. Uh, by the way, some logistics, when you receive the Eucharist, you now we are supposed to be really, really, really serious, because it's God himself. So you can receive on a tongue, you can receive on a hand, but the goal is to be really careful when you do both. So Jesus is not on the ground in a few seconds. When I was at Christ the King, I was trying to really make people aware, but this is really God. And if you love God, uh, you wanna be really, really, really careful. And now when I was preaching about this, about the Eucharist and its meaning, I got this idea, I guess that was the Holy Spirit. I was like, have you ever been at uh, any funeral? Yes, okay. When we have a casket, so we have the body, let's say of your spouse, of your child, of your parent, there. It's just the body. This person is dead, but it's the body. So we do it everything with, with respect. Now imagine, the mass is done, the final song, the casket, the casket is being taken out of the church, and you know usually you have like six or four guys carrying the casket. Now imagine the casket falls down. It opens and the body of your spouse, of your parent, is on the ground. How would you feel? And everybody was like, no. See? That's what I feel when the body of Christ is on the ground during communion. And it's really the body of Christ. I mean, you see the bread, but that's the body. So, whenever we genuflect even here in the church, in front of the tabernacle where Jesus is, and you see the sanctuary lights are glowing nearby, we acknowledge but genuflection but our faith, in our faith, but Jesus is really here. So, of course, Jesus says, do not get used to it. Like the people in the first reading and in the gospel, like you look for the sign, you look for the sign, just believe. But don't get used to it. Just an example again, uh, back in Poland, I went with my uh, classmates, being a seminarian, to the movie theater. We didn't buy popcorn, of course, but right before the movie started, uh, the guys were, you know, sitting, taking seats. And one of them, he crossed the main, main aisle and he genuflected in front of the screen. <laughs> you know, this is what happens when you are used to it. You don't think. You stop thinking about what you're doing. 
another friend of mine, my classmate, who is a priest right now, by the way, um, he did almost the same. In the movie theaters, you have, you know, like here in the church, this exit signs. In our church, it's, it's a green color, and I think it's good, because in the movie theater, it was red. So he thought that that was the sanctuary light. And he genuflected again in front of the light. No, not this one, but the exit sign. This is what happens when we just get used to. So imagine, just imagine the crowds hearing the teaching of the Eucharist for the very first time and trying to understand it before believing in it. So first there is faith and then you can understand. We need to really first believe in the Eucharist, then we can kind of understand it. In today's gospel, Jesus is trying to move them from thinking of ordinary bread in their stomachs, but to thinking of the bread of life, which is Jesus himself. Of course, our Lord today is asking them uh, to go from what they understand of bread uh, and the thought of endless bread to what they are really looking for, eternal life. People were looking for eternal life. Not just us living forever, but just living happily forever in heaven. So when we consider our needs and our expectations for God to help fulfill them, uh, we can never lose sight of our ultimate need. God. God. And the means God has given us to fulfill it. Believing in his son and receiving him as the bread of life. So let's, let's try believing today. Even when understanding some, something uh, God teaches us is challenging. Because it is. Knowing he is always trying to provide. Always. For our eternal needs. Not just our short, terms, uh, short term ones. So, again, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Even in the church. So, if you came here today as the Israelites from the first reading looking for the bread that's not the place if you came here today as the people from the gospel asking jesus for the sign like you can do it uh, the whole week jesus does just give me the sign what I, what should i do what should i do well this is the sign this is even what he said to to the people in today's gospel what sign can you do, they say, but we may see and believe in you. Guys, a week ago, I fed all of you. That was the sign. Oh, really? No, what sign can you give us? Again. It's like never-ending story. But like he says, I am the bread of life. I am the, I am the sign. I'm standing in front of you think sometimes the apostles maybe removed some words from the gospel and I think this one will be a great example it's just my imagination but Jesus said guys I am the bread of life dummies 
look at me. I am the bread of life. How many times can I tell you this? How many times? So if you are looking for the sign, I will give you one. Actually, God will give you one. It's God himself, the bread of life. So yes, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. But there is God, the bread of life.